And I think it's great that at the adult level, at the youth level, at the kids level, we're all learning about a wonderful, wonderful example in the Bible of what it means to be a part of the body of Christ. And so this morning, we're going to talk a little bit about that. So if you have your Bibles, um, turn to Matthew chapter 20 with me. You'll have to forgive me this morning. I am uh, a little hoarse this morning. Uh, I twisted my ankle twice yesterday playing ball, so you're going to have to bear with me this morning. Uh, I appreciate your moral support today and your amens. Amen? Amen. Uh, Matthew chapter 20, beginning in verse 1. We're just going to read through this parable at 16 verses, so read along with me. It says, For the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is an householder, which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace and said unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right I will give you. And they went their way. Again, he went out about the sixth hour and the ninth hour and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing idle, and saith unto them, Why stand ye here at all, all the day idle? They say unto him, Because no man hath hired us. He saith unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, that shall ye receive. So I just want to pause here for a moment to just reflect back on these, um, these seven verses. Jesus says that the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man, a man that is a householder that goes out into the vineyard and gathers workers. So first of all, right there, I am told that God has called us to go out and to find people. Amen? That's the very first verse. This parallels the great commission that we see later on in Scripture where Jesus says, go out, teach all nations and baptize them and minister the gospel unto them. And so we can see this, this precursing parallel of the Great Commission immediately in, in verse 1 of this chapter. And it says that he went out multiple times throughout the day and hired these laborers for his vineyard. And you'll notice that after the first time, it says he went out in the third hour, after the first time he wasn't contented with just staying with the amount of laborers that he had the very first time he went out. Because it may have been easier for him, as he went out and hired these laborers, to take them back into his vineyard and just stay there and be contented with the amount of work that they put in with those group of people. But no, he made the extra effort to go back into the marketplace. And the Bible says that he found people who were idly sitting by simply waiting to be hired. And I think about that in our own lives as Christians, as believers in Christ. It is our commission to go into the world and to reach people. And there are people that are out in our marketplace, if you will, or in our world, in our community, that are just standing idly by waiting to be hired, waiting to be brought into the kingdom, waiting to be brought into the vineyard. And so we can look at these seven verses and immediately know that this is a commission for us. This is a commission for the church, the body of believers, to go out and to hire people into the kingdom of God, to bring them in to the gospel of truth, to bring them into a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. And it's also our job to not just be content with one person, 
To not just be able to say, well, in 1995, I did a home Bible study and that person was saved. No, we can't be content with just that one. We have to go out and say, look, there are more people that are waiting to be hired. There are more people waiting to be brought into the vineyard. There are more people waiting to know what we have and to to have access to this truth. And so we have to understand that we have to go forward, go forward multiple times to hire and to, to minister the gospel unto our community. So in verse eight, continuing on, it says, so when even was come, the Lord of the vineyard saith unto his steward, call the laborers and give them their hire, beginning from the last unto the first. So he says, bring these people back to me that I've hired. And start with the last one, the ones that were hired in the 11th hour, the ones who only worked for one hour. And when they came that were hired about the 11th hour, they received every man a penny. But when the first came, the ones that were originally hired at the third hour of the day, they supposed that they should have received more, and they likewise received every man a penny. What does that tell us? That tells us that God is not a God who necessarily is going to give somebody a different experience just because they've put in more time. God has a gift that is accessible to all of us no matter how new or how old we are in the church. If, you, if this is your first Sunday here, you have the same access and the same payment, the same gift as somebody who has been here for 60 years. And so don't ever belittle yourself in thinking, well, I've not put in the time, I've not put in the work, I'm not good enough. No, this is not what we see in scripture. Every man received a penny, and when they had received it, they murmured against the good man of the house, saying, these last have wrought but one hour. These people have only worked one hour, and I've been out here for all 12 hours working. And thou hast made them equal unto us, which have borne the burden of the heat of the day. But he answered one of them and said, Friend, I do thee no wrong. Didst not thou agree with me for a penny? So let's pause right there. What was the offense in this example? The offense was not the payment. The offense was had in the expectation after they saw somebody else. You see, when they were first hired, they were, they were, they were okay with the, the normal day's work and the wage that they would receive. What made them offended was when they saw somebody else's blessing and said, well, that's just as equal as my blessing, but I've been out here much longer than them. So what does that say? That says that our, our expectations often determine our level of offense or our level of contentment. And when we have the expectation, Lord, I don't, I don't care who is here today. However you want to bless me, I receive it. And if, if you want to bless Brother Zelke tenfold or the same, so be it. And so the church is not the same marketplace that we see in the world because logically, for all of you financially minded folks and, and maybe some of you managers out there, it's not natural to pay somebody who worked 12 hours the same as somebody who only worked one hour. That's just not natural to us, right? It's not logical. But the kingdom of heaven is not so. The kingdom of heaven says that, it says come, 
All you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It doesn't say you have to put in the time first. It doesn't say you have to be a a church member for so long. No, it just says simply come. Because the Lord will provide whatever it is that you need, no matter your background. No matter the hour in which you come into the vineyard, the Lord will provide you with what you need. And for those of us who are in the church, it is our job to, to manage our expectations and to simply have our sights on the owner of the vineyard and say, whatever it is that you want to give me, Lord, I receive it. But what happens is, is I get caught up in looking at my neighbor and saying, well, they've only been in the church for a few months and they're already being used in this way. Man. I don't, I don't think they deserve that because I've been here for 10 years and I've put my foot down and I've said, this is my church. That's not, how, that's not what God has called us to do, amen? And continuing on in our scriptures, back to verse 14, it says, take that thine is and go thy way. I will give unto this last even as unto thee. Is it not lawful for me to do what I will with mine own? Is thine eye evil because I am good? So the last shall be first and the first last. For many be called, but few chosen. Amen. And that's the parable of the laborer in the vineyard. We have to understand this morning that the vineyard or the kingdom of the Lord is not owned by this church, is not owned by you, it's not even owned by our pastor, but it is owned by by the Lord. And if the Lord decides to do something in his vineyard that is good to somebody else, that does not mean that it is bad unto me. And so we have to understand not only who owns the vineyard, but we have to set our expectations onto what he wants us to receive. If I wake up every day and I say the prayer, Lord, I want to receive whatever it is that you have for me, it will not matter what you receive and how that differs from what I receive. It won't matter if you've put in less time than me because we are all equal in the sight of the Lord. We have been called into the vineyard. We have been brought in to the kingdom for such a time as this. Maybe you've arrived in the 11th hour of your life. Maybe you've arrived in the sixth hour or the ninth hour. You were hired in the third hour a long time ago. The Lord doesn't care about that. He doesn't care when you were hired because he wants to give you a gift. You see, the Holy Ghost is not something that you have to earn or work towards. It's something that you receive freely as a gift. And if you feel like that you've been working in vain, maybe your labors have been in vain and and, and you just don't feel like you're going anywhere, maybe it's time to look at the fruits that you're trying to pick. And I'm preaching to myself this morning. Because what's good, what's, what's the purpose of going into a vineyard that is not ready and ripe for picking? We know that expression, you know, don't labor in vain, right? Why would we go out into a vineyard and, or into a field or into an orchard or whatever it is or go out into our city and to labor in vain for something that God is not ready for you to pick yet? And I think a lot of times as Christians, and again, I'm preaching to myself, we go out into our world with this Christian zeal and enthusiasm, ready to to pick the harvest, 
but we've not put in the time to allow it to ripen yet. What does that look like in a practical sense? Sometimes we want to go up to people and say, have you received the Holy Ghost? Right, right. Have you received the Holy Ghost? You need to come to church and change your life right now. And there's not, there's not necessarily anything wrong with that unless you don't have a relationship with that person. They're probably not going to receive it very well. But if you have, if you have developed a relationship, then that fruit will become ripe at some point, And then you can go and pick it. You can go out into your world and develop relationships and you, can, and you can see that fruit start to change over time. And then when the Lord says, pick it, you pick it and you bring him to church. Amen? And so I think it's vitally, vitally important for us to one, set our expectations. Because our expectations are often the root of offense. We're talking about offense in our Wednesday night Bible studies with the, the book called The Bait of Satan. And if you haven't made it to our split sessions for that, please join us on Wednesdays. It's been a, a great time so far. But often the root of our offense and the root of our disdain is based on the expectations that we set in our own mind. Not what the Lord set, not what the scripture sets, but what we set, what we think we deserve because of when we were hired or because of the amount of work that we put in. So we have to, one, set our expectations in accordance with what God says and what his word says. And the second thing is we ought not labor in vain. Understand where God is calling you to. God may be wanting you to go work in a vineyard and you're going to work in an apple orchard, right? Understand where God is calling you to work because there is fruit that is ready to be picked and, and the Lord is calling laborers and he is going to reward you with his grace. This parable is, is so, there is so much so much depth in this parable about the grace of God, the unconditional grace and mercy of the Lord that says it doesn't matter when you came into the church. It doesn't matter how late you were hired or how late you were brought into this, this gospel of truth. But God says, I have something for you that doesn't require you to be hired or to come in at a certain hour of the day. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what your background is. But God has called us to receive a gift this morning, amen? And I believe that God is calling a church of laborers. <clears throat> when we think back over our Christian walks with the Lord, we think back when we first came into the kingdom. Ask yourself the question, what are some things that you have learned during your journey with the Lord that you, could want to, you would want to help a new Christian understand? Think about that for a moment. What is something that you have realized through your walk with the Lord that you would like to share with somebody that has just come to know Christ? If I can think of something myself, it's that when you are baptized and receive the Holy Ghost, understand that you are not going to be perfect from then on out. Understand that you are still going to battle temptations. You are still going to fail sometimes. You are still going to come across temptations you are still going to encounter things that make you feel like, well, I was just baptized and I've already sinned again. Well, what am I supposed to do now? So if I could share something is that the Lord's grace is unconditional. The Lord's love is unconditional unto you and it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter if you've fallen because we've all fallen. We've all, we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, Paul says. 
And so the Lord is wanting us to understand that we have to set our expectations in accordance with his word. We ought not labor in vain and that his grace is everlasting. Amen.